bitch in Berlin. Bitch in Berlin. <laughs> what have I been up to this week? Let's find out. Oh man, I really want to run. Yeah, fuck me. I really flipping hate all these board games. There's <laughs> shitloads of material and people just junk the whole bags and stuff full of tidy kind of OCB like collecting piece and they're putting that in some sort of order and they force these rule books of stuff on you that you have to learn. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, you got yeah, this yeah. kind of victory card and then you get these kind of counters that you have to advance and you can walk along these tiles and you encounter some demons or whatever it is. And it's just like really, really complicated mechanics, lots of stuff. Yeah, basically, it's just basically whoever runs the fastest wins. You can't really interact, you can't really stop the other guy. Mm. I mean, you can maybe trade a little bit, it's just on the surface. It really is like the lucky one who gets the mm. first to this number yeah so basically okay and then they give you different uh, strategies to win and obviously the thing is i don't know how i played it the first time which of these strategies is best i don't know it simply depends on how it's designed hmm. since this is opaque for me i try something oh yeah and then i don't win hmm. but the guy wins who actually tried that on hours before hmm. okay yeah yeah. And in the meantime, I just have to kind of like trade cards and, and move yeah. pieces from A to B. And I'm, I'm really bewildered. I mean, it doesn't, I don't give a shit if this is called the Traders of the Levante or whether this <laughs> is called the, the Mogul Empire. Yeah. And it's just got some, some sort of shell on top that's supposed to be immersive. Well, I just see a couple of nerds just, just playing with this stuff. And, uh, you know, no, okay. I mean, lovely people, everyone their own. But when I come from work and I want to actually chill out and I want to mm. play a good game, I don't want to learn so many rules. Mm. I really don't want this stuff. I don't... Nah. So the game now, I'm saying, hey, this is a board game, which is maybe like a discovery and it's actually a really good game. I am in this board game scene. I'm on boardgamegeek.com and you've got all this kind of 14-year-old, fat face, whatever, sexually frustrated people who live... <laughs> somewhere and they must live in the libraries of board games you know, you know surrounded by all this crap and have nothing better to do than bitch about somebody's kickstarter and you know just please guys do me a favor just stick to all your stuff i mean st stuff all these pieces up your ass and all these papers you know just smell some stuff of your bloody board games and just just have a wank with it, you know, go out, see some girls, <laughs> leave me alone with this shit. I don't want any of it. I want to, you know, I mean, challenge me to a chess game, yeah, show me go, something like that. Bam, you know, I like it. I like to talk to people also. I like the encounter, I like the board game experience, but I don't want all this kind of crap that the industry is selling me, all these kind of printed board games, you know, printed cards with designs and collectibles and all that kind of stuff. I mean, not my thing, sorry. So, Bitch in Berlin. Yeah. This is Bitch in Berlin broadcast to you tonight from Seabase. And I have a very special guest tonight. And uh, you might be wondering <laughs> why my voice has changed a little. That's not so, what I uh, meant. welcome, Wax. Hey, I'm Wax. I'm normally the interviewer, but he's done this weird f thing that I used to do with my therapists. <laughs> where I was like, 
I used to get really bored. Uh, listen, I, I just wanted you to say hello. Uh, yeah, but okay. it's funny so with the therapist. Your, your, your psychological no, but it was fun. I would, hello back. I would so get bored I'm and really I would get, try that, and ask them um, questions. I have you here tonight <laughs> for this beautiful podcast. Yes. And you said um, <laughs> normally when you start these shows, then you would start with, well, two things. One is to just talk about what have I been up for this week. Yeah, but then I so what have you been up I confuse the audience and it's okay. I will say what I've been up to this week. Well, I mean it's only Monday, <laughs> so am I starting from today? <laughs> today has been good. So um, yeah, there's no uh, there's been no internet in my place for a, a while. So now actually it's really nice. I just have my like internet time when I'm at cafes. So then first thing in the morning I don't have internet. And at first I found it really hard. I'll put on my mobile data. But now I'm like, actually, it's really nice to have the morning, no internet. And in the evening, no internet. And I have, like, internet is now becoming, like, a work-related thing. Yeah, it's, a, it's a definitely a source of stress. And I yeah. hear that there are some regions in eastern Germany that have, they have so bad uh, network coverage that you can actually book a holiday there. <laughs> and you're just living on this farm and there's absolutely no fucking Yeah, network. and they don't even care. <laughs> and th- At all. And people pay for it. And they love it, and they're just like, wow, and it is for a week, I was completely cut off. I told everybody I'd be off for a week, and it was, just, it was brilliant to see the birds. Yeah, so. sure, but I, it's weird because, so I was, I'm 30, so I kind of like, I remember like the first camera phone very well. It was when I was 14, and it was like, you had to have one because it was school, you're at peer pressure. But like, we wouldn't really know how to use it. Like, I remember like, ringtones, we were, for, like when the, mobile phones first came out ringtones people were obsessed and now no one cares about ringtones but it was like the thing that you obsessed about I've actually <laughs> got a wish to make then if you play records then you, sh- you could say play the song there's a song from a band called Aeronauten a German band and uh, it recalls that spirit of the time when the first mobile phones came out at all and it was mm. uh, you know because then well, that was a yuppie thing I mean, you know, some of the really, really rich kids who were studying business administration would have one of these things. Yeah, and suddenly sure. there was this effect that people would just talk in the middle of the street without having anybody... That you literally thought people were crazy. And it was completely <laughs> new. So basically, this like, es dauert etwas lang, doch langsam kriegen wir raus, wie der Computer geht. Wir labern in unser Handy und hoffen, dass uns dabei niemand sieht. <laughs> I understand that a bit. <laughs> Check it um, out, yeah, so um, so it's really funny because I remember also, like you were saying, like thinking people were crazy because you just think they're talking to themselves. Mm. Yeah. And now sometimes I think, you know, people could be talking to themselves and they could be really mentally disturbed and I wouldn't even think oh, because right. you think they've got the microphones now. So you literally, people talk to themselves all the time in the street and they, they could actually be uh, very no, mentally I mean, I disturbed. See a lot of people who are just swiping around on their phones and not yeah, that as well. So, um, when I actually see that somebody too. who's actually talking to somebody, I'm like, hey, good on him or her. You know, <laughs> they actually talk. Yeah, it's true. So it's a good idea. Use it's that fucking so phone. Get on, get on the phone. Get, get yourself using the voice and just be connected uh, rather than, you know, the even more remote yeah, sure. conversation that we now have with texting and, you know, people like. And that's the oh, thing. Yeah. I think we had this golden age because I also remember without internet very clearly and I like I see how both are good in dosage but this new generation I'm just like they they are so disconnected with what is actually happening no I, I, I'm so, actually you think you know, what, what, what they, whatever they are doing there that is what is happening and I am the one who is disconnected 
So. <laughs> but it's just, I, I really very... But, but, but it's funny that in an age of connection, yeah. everybody has the urge and the feeling that we are disconnected. Like this, this one big thing. Because when internet and all that came up, and even telephone, I was like, wow, everybody can connect, be connected to everyone else. But I tell you, that's not true. Like some of my friends growing up in East Germany, um, they didn't really have phones. There was no telephones. I mean, you know, one person in the street who was probably, you know, working for the party had a phone, but elsewise, flats and people just wouldn't have phones. Yeah. So what was happening is that you'd go to the local pub and meet up with people. Yeah, and, exactly. And yeah. Make appointments, or you would just knock at their door and see if they're there and then talk to them. Or if they're not there, you would leave a message at the door, yes. which others could <laughs> so read. Weird. So it was a completely different thing. And then once phones came up, they said it was a massive change in society since everybody had a phone. And suddenly the thing is, Nobody called you. You're not calling anybody, so you're out of it. And, you're, yeah. and people were left in isolation who before that, as people were just meeting in some yeah, place exactly, in the street yeah. corner, would have a social life. Yeah. So but suddenly, you know, the new technology that is meant to be make it easier, facilitate connection, actually also disconnects those who don't use it. And this is the sad thing. So we're it's now kind of running all behind this, I need to stay connected. And it's the technology and the contacts that you actually engage with people which is you know also work so it's, it's as you say now also internet becomes work so connection also yeah so i just like i have to engage i have to keep my contacts alive you know wow anyway get but, uh, it. don't want to really talk about internet because it's a podcast no this is a podcast so about pentagame audio yes and games yes so um i came to so we're at sea base and this is very special because normally i just I used to have a portable recorder, which was nicer, but for a long time I'd just been using my phone. And we literally spent, like, I don't know, half a good half an hour setting up. And I feel I feel like royalty at the moment, podcast royalty. It's at the place called Seabase, which is a great place. And, and I came here and they were having a, a game tournament, uh, a game tournament for Pentagame, and I'm with the uh, creator of Pentagame, and you said you've been working on it for like t- 20 years, which just bl- still blows my mind that you uh, you're still so excited about it. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you for seeing this. Um, <laughs> could also be like the, the complete nerdy procrastination or something. Uh, like that too, but yeah, <laughs> something. But um, I mean, that's also it's true that it's been 20 years that I've been looking into this, but there have been massive gaps. But there are just you know, sometimes you've got an idea and it just leads to another idea and then you shelve it at some point because you're stuck somewhere. And then mm. some years later, you actually find out maybe and then suddenly that, that flares back up. Oh, I see. So it's not so been as intense as this for 20 years. No. Oh, OK. Because I just like, wow, he's so yeah. dedicated. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah but so the first idea was basically just an early observation that, um, you know, there are game classics such as chess or goal mm. and, 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 you know, Ludo, you name it. You know, all these game of games yeah. that just everybody plays. And then there are all these lots of different like, games that are published every year. And, you know, they have top like Fads. Have, like, mm-hmm. Fad games. They're a bit, like, they come and go. Yeah. yeah. And um, that, then, the, the, you know, what's the difference between the one type and the other type? And then, um, so do we actually, this seems to be that the actual um, timeless classics are like an, uh, a set of um, abstract riddles that just work. And so mathematically speaking, they seem to be a family or a set. And uh, 
they have boards, and some of them are square, like chess and go, mm. and some of them are triangular, and some of them are actually linear, like you walk around in a mm. circle, like Ludo. Like Ludo, yeah. So it's actually the very, very basic geometric shapes. Yeah. So if you think about it, then it's linear, so circular, linear, um, triangular, there's quadrilateral, as well, <laughs> squares. Yes, um, four sides. <laughs> yeah, then there is no fifth size kind of game. And then six, again, you, you got Sternhalmer is kind of uh, half mm. which is the same as triangular, really. Because you got, oh, I see. Uh, so that's how you got to five. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the first prime number that kind of stands out that we don't really seem to know a game. It's based on sort of a board, which is based on the number five. So which is so obviously, uh, you know, the pentagon or the pentagram. And, um, so it's like, well, well, let's draw a pentagram. Let's draw a pentagon and try to come up with a game. That was basically the idea. So yeah. I started drawing up pentagrams and learning all these uh, things about it also because you very soon then you realize the geometric properties of the pentagram, which are um, exceptional because the, the lines in the pentagram are actually incommensurable. So that's the golden section, uh, proportion between all the different lines. And because of that then, because this is incommensurable, you cannot possibly just easily or in a straightforward way put stops on the pentagram. Because if they mm. would all have the same yep. size, you would have the same measures for the lines, which yeah. you haven't. So when you try that, then you run into a dead end. So, And this is, for me, also the explanation why we don't really see pentagram board games or boards. So, I mean, I've never seen anybody playing a game on a pentagram. Simple as that. And yeah. then you actually sit down <laughs> and try to draw one, it turns out to be not that easy. <laughs> so that took me actually a while because mm. the, that you just it was in my head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there were some approaches that okay, I draw, yeah. do something. I was like, actually, yeah. what's the sizes of these stops? How do they relate to each other? That is a geometric problem. Um, so I spent actually quite a lot of sleepless nights scribbling formula on paper and you know my girlfriend was just like, what are you doing? And I was like, how do you fucking, you know, mathematical problem. And then, yeah. you know, as it's now solved, actually the solution now looks easy and straightforward, but you find out, hey, okay, hang on, you know, so. And that is one of the things you find out with the game, because you say the rules, the rules are very easy to understand. Uh, like I came in and I played it with my mom and, you know, I felt like that was okay and she's not a game person. But I was like, you know, she can understand the rules. and But it's also very complex because actually because like you said with the way you see it like you don't see moves that you would see in like a square so it looks easy but actually you realize how much in depth you can get with it and how just the fact that and i was thinking i was thinking today why is it like that and i think it's because it's the five and the, also the five has this, you know, because um, it's associated with hell. So it also looks like, like even with my mum, she, she's not a game person, but she saw the game. <laughs> she's, she's normally oh, not interested in games, but she saw it. She came in, she's like, I want to play. All she, right. You know, she, did, she was just like, I want to get involved, oh, nice. you know. So it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's, it's true that um, um, the, the pentagram... You know, it's just a linear graph, really. This uh, has ten nodes and twenty lines, and um, but nevertheless, the amount of combinations that you get out of it is really, really large, and so mm. large that it's actually fun because we see patterns very soon. I mean, you get you have to get used to this, yeah. of course, it's because it's not 
it's not chess, it's not Lulu. You know, you've got many directions you can go. You know, the connection. But it's still straight. It, yeah, it actually, it, I mean, like, you yeah. play it just once and you just immediately start seeing things that you haven't seen before. And really, it's like, oh, this is really interesting. It's like, hey, you know, it's not just, okay, I just advance. And, and, you know, there's this and there's that. And, and it keeps, like, being interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the best thing you can say about a game. Yeah, and I think that's a, the best way to introduce it to someone. I mean, your mom said something about the. You said something about the uh, five and the pentagram and the appearance uh, mm. of this uh, pentagram issue, and um, it's it's kind of interesting to see what this triggers in a variety of people. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, basically, it's just a fundamental geometric shape, and that's used for a board game. And I remember being in this bar, and then there were some English people, <laughs> and, they, and they said. They, they they looked at this and we were playing pentagram. Mm. They looked at that like mm, suspiciously. And it's mm. like, so so who are you? What's all this about? And, and we came. We started talking and they said they didn't like it. You know what? Because they said we are neo druids. Mm. You can't just take the holy pentagram mm. and make it into a game. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is going on yeah, in your brain, guys? I mean, you know, I mean, rather than celebrating the discovery that such a game is possible. You know, so people have prejudices. That's the thing, it's emotional. Uh, strange prejudices, and it does trigger lots of stuff. Like some, you know, there's this, since Elifas Levy, but just actually only since the 19th century, this pentagram has been, this had this bad satanistic uh, reputation, but much older in antiquity, it was the symbol of hell. And oh, really? The, yes. It was used um, as a secret badge by the Pythagoreans. So it's got much to do with the history of mathematicians. Everybody mm. who looks into that knows. Um, so, but the, oh, yeah, actually, there's quite a lot of that uh, to that because, mm, I mean, the, most of the sources that we have that talk about the Pythagoreans um, basically count for five elements rather than four elements. Yeah, because I noticed you put that, the fire, um, earth, I can't remember all of them, but you did the elements on one of your pictures. Yeah, so, so there's, there's a lot about that because, um, you know, so five elements would be four elements plus spirit, which basically is one um, idea. Ah. Means that the the mind is part of uh, reality as we know it, and part of elements, and rather than being something otherworldly. Yeah. And then it was only Aristotle, um, who was then and 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 Augustine and all these guys who were very much about four elements, okay, which is the material world, and the fifth mm. element spirit is something else. Oh, see, so, they so maybe that's where it came the from. Four elements theory, rather than the five elements, which includes spirit as one of the elements. It seems mm. that the Manichaeans even actually were also uh, in this five elements and spirit is part of the one whole mashup of things. Um, and they were persecuted by the church as being heretics and the church was very much about, okay, there's a material world on one side and spirit on the other. Mm. So this historically might be the reason why the pentagram as a symbol of the Pythagoreans, Manichaeans later, and, and, and this five elements mm, train of thought got suppressed. That's really interesting. Yeah, and it's really interesting. Cause I, I like I studied psychology, and you know, it's because you can't test the unconscious. So they talk about unconscious and conscious brain, which is kind of similar to the spirit and then the worldly things. But it's more about like, well, we're t more talking about conscious stuff, which is kind of we can see how we can test that. But how people think, it's like it's. Do you know what I mean? Like it's. How do we test that? <laughs> hmm. 
Yes, and there's certainly a lot of philosophy. And this is another actually interesting point about this pentagram, pentagame thing, because once you start thinking about the history of the discovery of incommensurability, the history of mathematics, Pythagoreans, the five elements, mm. um, suddenly you're in philosophy. You can talk all your way through European history with this, what this symbol meant and what people were thinking, and so you can Christian Kabbalah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's all there. And that's very interesting because uh, people say, oh, you know, the game is, uh, this is just an abstract game, and since it doesn't have a topic or a theme, that makes it boring. Now, I, I know of abstract games yeah. which are typically played on very square grids, and uh, they really are so abstract that they actually kind of uh, tend to be boring. Mm. Well, here, you, because of this pentagram, mm. you suddenly have a lot of topics you can actually talk about. Yeah. As if there would be Every a time I played it, I've, I, there's been a point where I'm like, I really want to just get the board and throw it. And not. <laughs> and I'm like, obviously I can't, but like I, in the sense that it's not, it's not Ludo, you know? It's, it's definitely more like chess, actually. Even though the, the rules are a lot more simple, it feels like chess. In, yeah, I mean, the, the, in the sense of like, you, you just like, oh my God, how did I get myself in this mm. awful position? Yeah, that, that's, I, that's, the game itself is very different, but that sort of element of you do get angry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, is a, it is a game without chance. It doesn't have a dice or no. any other, so you just move. Yeah. But what, you got certain legal moves, and that's simple. You swap or you replace, or you just move somewhere, and you can go any direction, and as far as you want, you can cross corners if the way is free. So there's a lot of things you can do. And you just quickly realize like some of the stuff is better than other. And, uh, but nobody really knows what is best since, I mean, we've been playing tournaments now <laughs> and people enjoy mm -hmm. this game and we get better at it. And yes, I know some tricks and I can wipe someone off the board who doesn't expect certain things. But I also know that some of my friends know these tricks and they know exactly how to counter it. Uh, yeah, and yeah, then sure. I'm on, on the other end of the stick suddenly. And uh, so pff, it's an unsolved game. You know, well, it's for, so new. Yeah, it's new enough. and yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we looked at it also... Even the creator hasn't worked out the best strategy. That's what he's saying here. Actually, This is how new it is, and it's exciting, and it has a Kickstarter going, and yeah. And I'm doing a show. I'm doing a show with it on the 31st, which is unfortunately after the Kickstarter. We only met, like, a week ago. Well, that's just brilliant, because that's just... Panther game Halloween. Yeah, sure. But it's a shame I'm, it's after the Kickstarter. It's great because Halloween and there's Pentagame. game. Can you extend the Kickstarter? No, I can't. I mean, oh, it's, it's, it's annoying. all or nothing. I can't change the target because the That's target has been rather ambitious. But people say, like, look, don't bother to do it if you don't really get the money to actually do it. Yeah. So, you know, that's it. So I'm happy because I, I'm, I'm saying also for all the supporters of the Kickstarter campaign so far and... You know, you should come. Again, the game is there and it will be yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I have made more than 150 copies of this bloody damn thing and passing it out and selling it yeah. to people. And they play it and they come back to me and email me. And, and you'll be bringing some on the night, I assume. Uh, yeah. Definitely so, the know, easy I, I will, ones. I will make some more, uh, you know. Uh, it would be just nice if this Kickstarter would work out because then I would just have a flipping box full of them. I have a friend I could back just home. sell them and I wouldn't yeah. have to be in the situation that after five of them I have to make another one. Yeah, which sure. I kind of love you to have, but I'm just. You know, you know what you have? You have, you have like, I think in England we call it Dragon's Den, but here it's Deluver. Yeah, come on, I mean, it's like, you know, it comes to people and tell them you're making an abstract board game and they're like, Ah, oh, abstract board games don't yeah. really have a market. They're yeah. always like really, really tedious. That's true. You do have to play it and first. Yeah, it's uh, you, you do know. have to play it. 
I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, every game is just must be measured by how much fun it is to play it with people. That's all there is. And I mean, or, or how much fun, motivation you have to actually play it again. And um, since that is there, I have no doubt. I mean, I see my friends and I see a lot of people who are actually really addicted to this game. And there's no way they were ever going to stop playing this game. I mean, I would be dead and they would be playing this game. That's the dream, isn't it? Yeah, it's just That's fact. the dream. No, it's a fact. I mean, That's what really all artists want. They want to create <laughs> something... <laughs> That lasts after their life. I think that's what being an artist is the motivation. Yeah, because you don't yes. make a lot of money. It's just like this. You kind of want to live after your death. Like death. I think that's a common theme in people that create stuff. Like you're obviously a creator. I like creating stuff. Mm. And I find a common theme is that death kind of really unsettles them. They want something that will live on. Whatever that is. Photography, game, whatever your thing is. The, the idea that you would just disappear well, is really you, unsettling. It gives you pleasure. I mean, there's the... the yeah, I mean, because... Uh, it's not so much the pleasure of having created some sort of piece of artwork that, you know, okay, I made this thing out of marble, and because it's marble, it's going to be always there. But what you actually enjoy is that you maybe come up with enriching people's lives. I think it's like the same when people have children, though, as well. Like, I don't want children... This is. I'm not going to go in debt. Don't worry. This is not going to be my therapy. I don't want them. I just. It's, I've decided that I would rather do like art. That's. Mm. But I think I also really like children. Like I have a niece and nephew, oh, and yeah, they're great. And I am so happy oh. they exist. But I'm just like that's not my calling. My calling is creating things. And but I think it's the same when people have children. It's a way of living on after you go. People yeah, find I mean, death I mean, really you know, unsettling. Yeah. I mean, the children, I can say, well, yeah. I mean, um, Give or take whether people are proud of passing on their genes and the material yeah. side of things, but apart from the material side of things, every new generation co- comes up, uh, learns from the older generation. So I mean, we are, you know, pop up yeah. this world one or world three something, you know, the the, the world of ideas of, of culture, and you you teach people something, and they take it and they keep it going on. And uh, yeah, sure, it's nice to be part of that. So I, I believe, of course, you can have no children, but nevertheless. Like whether you're a teacher or whether it's just been one idea that you put forward or you developed some product or whatever it was, that you contribute to society big time. Yeah, everyone does. Everyone does. And this is probably more, um, I mean, more particular human actually in a way. I mean, the ideas and the. the I mean, good, but it also goes back to this idea of spirit. Okay, okay. We're going full background back to the idea of that fifth element of spirit because we're talking about death now yes and um, yeah <laughs> actually this is really interesting because once you dig into that you find out okay back in the antiques they, they had this materialism idealism not exactly the same materialism idealism discussion but also about like what's the relationship between spirit and the four forms of matter because the four forms of matter the four elements are pretty much the faces of matter like you've got mm. pleasures, you've got m- massive so uh, there was the early they early made the observation that stuff changes from one shape into the other so this is a circle, and the idea is very much also like the Wu Jing, so the five five uh, elements in, in China, the Chinese five elements, circle of uh, actually changes. So basically said, um, yeah, all of this changes one into the other. So rain becomes water, becomes the sea, mm. you know, becomes gases, becomes clouds, and yep. the observable, you know, these elements uh, um, transfigure one into the other. And then the question was, what about um, what is about spirit? Like, is there this kind of whatever that is spirit or intellectual being or you know there are abstract things like numbers or the regular polygons the very much concept of mathematics is, does exist 
I mean, mm. these, these things have existence, obviously, of some kind, like the numbers one, two, three, four, five numbers have existence, which is different to the existence of a stone or, or water. Mm. And then obviously, since water changes into stone and you've got this kind of change in the material world, how about the immaterial world, this mental world? Is there also such a thing as a circle of change? Or is it just one abstract, beautiful cathedral that never changes? So that's I mean, I have an idea, but it makes me sound very much like a conspiracy theorist. Hey. Uh. <laughs> that's what you're Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but, like, I do think just the idea of ignoring the unconscious, whether we... Whatever, I'm not trying to say this is any conspiracy, just if just the idea that you say we just, as a society, ignore unconsciousness, it obviously does make that ease if you want to control those people. Because you're saying ignore your feelings. Like, if, you, if you're saying ignore your unconscious, you're saying ignore your feelings, so it's a lot easier to say this is the right thing for you. Mm. So... I don't mean as a conspiracy to how the world is now. I'm just saying it as an idea. Um, it's I mean, you're it's about very easy. Like, doctors do it sometimes. You know, they're just like, I feel really ill. And they're like, yeah, but you're fine. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, easier. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, easier. Yeah, no, I mean, again, you, uh, okay, let's, let's... If we say we are dualists, and we say this is material stuff, okay, matter, you know, changes into one another. And then you've got some sort of the spiritual side, the spirit, the, the, the conscious... As I was saying, like the mathematical structures, maybe this is something that belong, belongs to some sort of consciousness. Actually, even if you're not conscious of certain mathematical proofs, they nevertheless exist. Yeah. So there's something like that. That's the type of existence. And now you're talking about the unconscious. So it's interesting when you say, okay, well, if you look at the physical world, we could come up with these four elements, maybe you know, matter, phases of matter. Um, what about, are there elements in that, way, in that world as well? I mean, there are maybe hormones, emotions, there are... Uh, it's definitely doors, hormones. Are <laughs> hormones um, are not a myth, people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you know, Freud actually was doing a lot like that. You know, the über ich, the the, the ich, the s. So oh, me, the free. I forgot what it is. Yeah, has also different elements that constitute it. I mean, yeah, Freud. Freud made unconscious, I think, popular again. I think also. You know, he's an interesting character, but he did bring it, he did make it popular to talk about the unconscious, which was a good thing. How he did it was questionable, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is in the same um, league as, as Marx, you know. Great. Uh, yeah. Uh, obviously, since then, science has progressed. So, obviously, I mean, um, <laughs> and I'm saying that because I'm an economist by trade. And then, uh, you know, people who are not economists, but they want to know about economists, uh, economy, then usually they, they're Marxists and they read Marx. And you're like, hey, it's like, you're a layman in, in psychology. What you do is you read Freud. Yeah, hey, sure. Science has been going on for more than 100 years. He, he's then. still... <laughs> of course, this is the foundation, but, you know, yeah. hey, really. And it's the same with Marx. Uh, yeah. Good to put in that uh, context, actually. So, yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean. We, we know more now, actually. There's more... That is known. We don't really have to stick to ancient. But it's still the foundation. Freud will always be a like he's still the most quoted person. But like it's not that psychologists take him seriously. But yeah, like a lot of people hear psychologists and they just think of Freud. 
<laughs> They're like, no, oh, you want to fuck your mum? It's like, no, up, I'm not. What? It's a phone up and method. You know, it's the same as like Marx, and you say, look, look yeah. we have to talk about who's who's controlling what, and you know, political economy by as a method. Yeah, is mind is absolutely groundbreaking, and so the psychology or psychoanalysis as a method. So whether the results, I mean, early pause, you don't want to fuck your mother and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. if, that, if that really is it, you know, so you got Lacan, you got uh, you mm. know the, the relationship to the object and, mm. and stuff. Uh, there's 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 been a much more progress. Uh, like in all the other sides. It's just funny, yeah. Um, um, there's one more story I wanted to tell. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> about the pentagram. Um, it's uh, quite interesting that you find the word pentagram in ancient Greek texts actually in quotes uh, in the quote of Sophocles. That, um, yeah, I mean, it's this kind of it's funny because the, the, when you go into the ancient Greek stuff, it's like fragmented hard drive. You got all this kind okay. of quote of a quote that is quoted by someone. Right. Okay. So apparently, this is quote which was a uh, something like "Kai kuplon, kai pesa pentagramma bolein," "Kai pesa pentagramma, kai kuplon bolein," or something like that, um, which uh. is Sophocles um, talking about um, uh, Palamedes, calling him and now translation of the quote, inventor of both. Pesa pentagramma and the roll of dice. So ah. pesa pentagramma, pesein means kind of uh, pesein, petein is like uh, stones that you play with. So petaina mm. is like a ball okay game, and dice. Game. Yeah, so basically peta pentagramma means that there was a, five, a pentagram, there, game. a game, and dice. So you know the inventor of both the dice less pentagram game. Do they know roughly the, the date? Do they know roughly the date when that would have been written? I guess it's hard yeah, I mean, to tell. That's from Sophocles. So Sophocles was about like um, 480 BC, I guess. Okay. Rough guess. Um, mm. And so this this means that there's a mention of a game pentagramma, pesa pentagramma, and um, that's that means that there was a pentagram-shaped game. Mm. I mean, some people have said that this might have been five parallel lines because pentagramma just means five lines. But still, there was a, there so was, was pebbles and dice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if it would be parallel lines, you could scale it up to ten. But if oh, it actually pentagramma means pentagram, so basically there, there's a, a good evidence to actually suspect at least that there that was, there was one. a pentagram-shaped game, and um, which then was got lost for probably the reason of the pentagram story. Yeah, sure. And uh, if that is true, um, then this pentagram pentagram could actually be, you know, talking about this League of the Classic Games, a lost, reconstructed, re-engineered classic. Yeah, sure, it's exciting. That's exciting. Bringing up history, you're bringing the history back. Which is cool. Really, I mean, you know, there's obviously uh, no proof for this, you know, it's kind of a gebagte these, if you say Petra Games, like uh, the ancient board game, Pesagandagramma. But you can say that if there was a Pesa Pentagramma, so there was a pentagram-shaped board mm. game, obviously, and it had certain qualities, and if that was there, then it could have been like that. Yeah. Well, but they said they had dice. Yeah, and you don't I have mean, dice. In this quote, in some other quotes, actually, this Pesa Pentagramma is opposed to be dice. So it's like, he it says, basically, so he said, um, Palamides is the inventor of Pesa Pentagramma and dice play. Yeah. As an opposing and. Oh, I see. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. You could say maybe one was also, Pesa Pentagramma could also be like, okay, moving pebbles on five lines and rolling random numbers. 
So it could be, okay, operating a computer on the one side and could be um, generating mm. random numbers on the other side. Since I think it's better without day, a dice. talking about very, yeah. uh, you know, fragments and, and, yeah. and text. And yeah, dice, sure, it's sure. Hard to say what does it actually mean. And I think it's better without a dice. Oh yes. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh so. yeah, yeah. Well, we had a actually the first attempt obviously was to create a dice game on such ah. a pentagram shaped board. Yeah. And mm. after coming up and developing rules, uh, we found out that we can ditch the dice. And uh, dice are annoying. Actually, uh, dice are annoying. Uh, yeah, indeed. Yes. Just like oh, where is it? It's just so annoying. Plus, plus they also <laughs> just limit your ability to move because you know we had yeah. the, the dice. Yeah, it was colored stops, and yeah. you know, all red, and you have to move to red. Yeah, but it's why great. do I need this limitation? And since uh, you know, in Pentagon, you you just got a block there, so you don't just can yeah. move. Sure. You don't have to think about it. You just move as far as you can and as far as you want. So basically, the only decision is what do you want. And you've also developed like really great character pieces, like cats and aeroplanes, and then you have like this step up where they're like massive birds. <laughs> like it's just insane the counters. Oh, these ones, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like how would they fit? But they you have also massive boards. You have like you know the sort of basic one, which you can just send. Like I'm going to send one to someone in England, but you also have these like wooden ones. You have magnetic ones, and mm. so it's real. It's become you can see how it could become a collectible. Oh, like yeah. which one do you uh, have? They are, they are just lots of. They them. just look so I, I'm great. Visiting friends, they're like, and I'm like, oh, you got a printer game. You don't really yeah, show. Yeah, I gave you this like two years yeah. ago. It's like looking at this stuff. It's like, dude, you need some newer pieces. We got really better stuff than that yeah. today. Uh, but yeah. actually really interesting that this is a really old board like wow <laughs> but like I think you should display that more on the website because uh, that's also really interesting ah uh, god yes yeah you know, the thing is like one of the things why I'm running this Kickstarter is because I really don't want to I want to kind of get out of this making more individual yeah. sets of five yeah, sure. more that I mean I can give five printer games to five people in no time but yeah, yeah. I'm in the park and somebody's going to buy one Seriously. Yeah. And then I have to make another one. So I'm like, no, I'm not really Yeah, exactly. This. I mean, I'm selling this if you ask me, but I'm not I'm not having it on eBay anywhere. Because I've got pentagram-shaped world game. I mean, it's very well window. Crap. I mean, why am, what, am I, what am I waiting for? I should just go to the bank, get the money, print the things. No, but obviously, the <sighs> yeah, but the quick start, yeah. actually having players. So I'm really enjoying yeah. what's happening since actually going public with yeah, exactly. Kickstarter and all that. To actually say, hey, yeah, it's here, and yeah, let's publish pictures, and yeah, you know, since then we have many more players, and we have this tournament, all that, and this, this is what the real fun actually is about, and I much enjoy that. I'm happy to support it and have it at my show. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm happy to play you also. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, uh, please don't throw the board at me, as you said. You oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no, I, obviously I wouldn't. It's just what I mean is it, it's not boring. It is you get emotional about it. That was what I meant, (laughs) but don't worry, I can control myself. Oh yeah, yeah, you can. No, better is introduce some newbies to the game because we always need new fodder, you know. That's the idea. You know, all my geek friends now because you know now better than they do. uh, I got a bit confused at first. uh, We need. Yeah. uh, uh, Imagine, I mean, there are a couple of people now who've been playing this for a number of years, pretty much every week. Or I play it three times. (laughs) It's like you really actually want to have some good players, Mm. like some. There's also this challenge of playing two against two. Oh my god. I started oh. to get used to just. Wow. So you can play up to four people? Yes. Two to four people. And I was just getting the hang of one on one. And then and then I joined a four 
play a game. And that was just like, I've literally gone oh, yeah. from, you know, level three yeah. to level eight. Like, that was too, that was too much of a jump. I was uh, not ready for four. I, I guess I, yeah. I was so gutted the other, after that because Books and me won this game. I was just like, I'm so confused. It's midnight. Like, why am I here? That was definitely a throw the board moment. Yeah. Oh, you were so bad. I was just like, I don't know. Should I just leave? I'm not going to win. I don't see the point of me being here. Yeah. But I mean, you were new to the game, but you played with Lilo and Lilo. Your partner yeah. was the one who won the tournament, so she yeah, is good. Yeah, she's exactly, and I was just and like, she was really gutted. I felt because really so, I kept like, <laughs> I kept moving the counter, and then I was, she was looking at me, going, shaking her head, and I was like, so I was basically just doing whatever. She, but I, she wouldn't, couldn't tell me. But then I was probably like, she wasn't. Nah, I was just literally just picking up <laughs> counters at random and looking at her face. I wasn't really playing. She was playing for me. Hey. I was so then, confused. Then, then she got a reason to be pissed off at the end because she lost it like big time. Oh and, man! Uh, we just yeah. Uh, she kept but, going. Uh, yeah, oh so man! Two, two against two is also is actually a really oh, really, really clever thing. It's yeah, I've got so some hard. friends. I've got some friends, Richard and Jeremy. They're gonna come here on the seventeenth because we're having the next Pentagon tournament Ooh. on the seventeenth. Thursday in a week. Wednesday Thursday in a week. Fer- I f- Thursday in a week. Yes, yes, that does make sense. The seventeenth. Yes. Yeah, no. No. Yeah, I had yeah. no. I had a date, but it's because my flatmate is he's going away and he's coming back that day. So that's all it is. Bring I'm him. pretty sh- No. 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 He doesn't like you games. Have to come. I keep but telling him about Pentagame. He's like, oh my god, please shut up. I hate no, no, board no. games. He's <laughs> he's like, please shut up about that bloody board game. <laughs> No, but seriously, I mean, you know, Pentagon Game is for people who hate board games. And this brings us back to the initial <laughs> idea of the run. I feel that we've recorded enough. I think I have plenty of good material. This is going to be, this is going to sound good. It's not going to go out, like I said, I'll switch things around. Right, you're going to, you need to have some sort of a closing statement, don't you? Like, well, we yeah. We ran out of beers. We ran out of beers. So shall we, that, is that it for, I feel like, is there anything else you really want to say? I feel that we've covered everything. Um, you should say when your next show is on and when we can Oh, I will it. release it, yep. And I would, well, not but this yeah. one, because this one obviously is on when people hear it, but when can people who hear this? Oh, t- well, it's, to it's on tomorrow. To uh, oh, yeah, sure. The, uh, at, that's what I meant, the event. Yes. At, at um, the 31st of oh. October. That's not the one you meant. Yeah, yeah, okay. So on Thursday, this Thursday, like every Thursday. Oh, I see, right. In Seabase. Oh, sorry. Thursday in the week on the 17th, we have a Pentagon tournament here in Seabase where everybody is welcome, even novices to the game because we explain it and it's fun. And then uh, on the 20th, the Kickstarter campaign ends and then I will get really pissed. (laughs) And then on the 31st, which is uh, Halloween, I think. It is Halloween. So we didn't plan it as Halloween. We just got the last Thursday of October. I'm like, oh, it's Halloween. Um, and so I, I'm not having it directly themed, but I am having Pentagame, which is obviously on theme. And I'm encouraging performers to do something a bit gothic, you know, maybe show a short film of insects. Like, So it's not like... It's not a Halloween event, but it'll I'm. It'll, it'll be, be demonic, demonic. Oh, yeah. but I don't. I don't want it to sound like yeah, a kids' I mean, look, it's, party. It's, it's very adult. It's not. Game. My shows are not suitable for children. <laughs> no. If you have <laughs> sensitive children, although I would say most Berlin children would be fine. But I do talk a lot about sex, and I want people to have to be swear. Don't bring your children thinking it's a Halloween party, family friendly, or welcome. 
Yeah. If you're fine with your 10-year-old hearing about sex and hearing swearing, fine. But although it's a bar, okay, so, so gonna yeah. Okay, so people are going to get the dicks out on the 31st of these <laughs> no. guys. Come down. I mean, it is also a bar, so maybe the bar <laughs> might tell you to. Actually, probably not. I've never seen children there. It's not a Halloween no, family I mean, one, friendly. One thing that is the, it's it's demonic. We will, we will play Penta game. We will play Penta game. Penta game is a pentagram with pieces on that you move around and we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, that might at yep. some point just unlock some gates. It might lock, unlock some. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a wild night. I've already got three performers, very different performers signed up. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, it's so going to be said, fun. You know, once um, if this Kickstarter falls or if it doesn't fall, we don't care. We're um, going to be at that party there, and all these kind of pinter game matters, mad people. Yeah. And we're not going to play. Well, yes, maybe, but we will also pack it away and then get into some Hopefully we demonic. Could, yeah. I think it will be a late night. Stuff. If the bar but is I think boring, it's going to be. If the bar is too boring, we are all going to move on. Yeah, sure. Simple true. as that. So please come down. So there, yeah, we're going to carry on after the axe anyway. Oh yeah. But cu- right. but we're going to start the fir- before the axe at seven. Yeah, come for seven. That's when yeah, we open. Bring us some food because we've just been building up. Yeah, sure. This place you can bring. Pizza, come early or come well, there's a spatey like literally <laughs> right outside. There's a spatey literally <laughs> right just outside. Come. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes, on the thirty first. Cool. Bye. See you next Tuesday. Bitch in Berlin. You can contact me at noseofwax, noseofwax at gmail.com. Bla bla bla. Oh, funktioniert. Also, es gibt ja irgendwie offensichtlich ein Mikrofon. Hallo, hallo, check, check. Der Rechner hat ein eingebautes. Record so now record. And then you see the levels, and uh, the thing is, obviously, we want to delete that. Not the top just, one. No, I mean, you see, that's just. Hello, that's me here. This, oh, so I'm, I'm the, the lower one. one. I'm the top one. Do I need um, a big. That microphone is the top, yes. So that's left and right. And yeah. We have the sound of the room, obviously. Which is fine. And uh, the levels is what you need to kind of regulate somehow, somewhere, because I'm not getting any louder than. And they're just like, I've been down here for a year and they're writing a, a diary. <laughs> and the, but the other person just thinks they like it there. Yeah, yeah. This is actually what happens Move. to quite a lot of us. We're all, we're all slaves here. If you yes. go to the nerd area, they're all slaves. It's like, yeah, it's really weird because he does you. feed me well. <laughs> but like, I can't leave. Yes. Every time I say leave, he says, oh, look at this, look at this. <laughs> and then stands in front of the door <laughs> and pulls me over. And they're just like, oh, it's so nice to have someone that's interested in what I'm interested in. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was as soon as I flipped Was that not feedback from? Yeah, yeah it's speakers. feedback from me going. Yeah, forward. because there's there are these two speakers. Uh, and I switched them off, but there's a subwoofer which I haven't switched. I can off. put the drink here. Mm. I can, I can I've now turned it down. But if you don't want any output there, really. Or like yeah, because I switched the speaker. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I just I, I turned it, so I turned it all the way down now, mm. so the subwoofer should be. That doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. I mean, I might have to like readjust a few times, but it's quite. It's it. It doesn't feel. It feels okay. I might have to change arm, but the thing is, I can still keep it. It's still. It's not changing too much as I speak when I move it like that much. So as long as I can move a bit, this is pretty comfortable. 
Can you perhaps help me with this keyboard? Yeah, sure. Uh, right. I'm, I'm you're not a hostage. Remember, you're not a hostage. Next to the other keyboard. <laughs> over there and... <laughs> oh, over... Okay. It's gonna be... There's, there's enough space. Exactly. Right, right, right. In, in this side top. Yeah, I Mmm. Oh, okay. So, it, so did you call that a spider? Yeah, but then maybe yeah. if this combines uh -huh. with that, that looks a bit more. So let's check if this check out if this stands like uh Okay. Wow, this is very professional. I might have to take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> this is way normally it's just my phone it on the coffee this table. Is oh, oh, that's style of using <laughs> I feel very privileged look right at now. That stand. <laughs> I mean look that that you know Pixar Bargate made his first record with this stand. How I guess it needs a bit of time. So here, is that good? Yeah. How about um? Perfect. What's your? Penta. Penta. That's uh, Maxim. No, but I knew your real name. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I gotta be. Um, so, so for this episode, I'm you Wax. Know? You call me Wax for this whole episode. But then they just set up all this punk rock gear, then comes Wax in the professional podcaster. Oh, Bistu, Bistu. No embarrassment for this time. Yeah, cool. I happen to have produced a very, very nice podcast about music and mathematics. Oh, uh, yes. Ich will es klingen. Wow, cool. You say I want yes. to hear it? It is. Uh, oh. two professors, Klingen, one mathematician maybe? and one for yeah, music okay. and video games. Gehora? Yeah. No, that oh, would be oh, the past. Yeah. But cool, yeah, lovely. Uh, Good examples. <laughs> yeah, but I learn language, so... Okay, so... so it, is that, it's already recorded, is it? Yeah, yeah, you can switch <laughs> yeah, it. So do we know... This one, but your, your games... As we get louder, they get louder. <laughs> and do we know how we can send it? We should find out how we can send it. We don't want to record for a year, uh, an hour and then... Definitely. Yeah? Yeah, we transfer or if you got like Dropbox or something. How about that one? I mean, I have Drive. I have Google Drive. But this, this microphone... That is a problem. Yeah, but this is a problem. I need more volume. Oh, that is too much volume. Yeah, that looks okay. Yeah, All right, maybe like that. Yeah, no, I hold it in my hands, but that's fine. I, I just want to... Ah! Yeah. Yeah, but that's... Yeah, that's not... That's his mesh. This is good for the b Seite. <laughs> sehr good. Sehr, sehr lustig. Das ist ja nicht schlecht Put on the recording lights. I mean, can't say. Uh, you could stop that recording, or won't you? <laughs>